coronavirus a second baby boom? How much does a peace of mind cost? Business is booming in quarantine. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Hey-o. All right, dear listeners, Amy has come to us fresh from social distancing quarantine with hair as big <laughs> as you've ever seen hair. It's so and big. it is it's natural. It's not teased. It's yeah. not it's not like prompted to do anything weird. It's, it's worthy just, of teasing. It's just not been teased. Yeah, I should be worthy of teasing for this hair. It is insane. Insanity. I'm thinking, I'm going to put in my tickle file a note to post on Thursday when this drops a picture I just took of your face and that hair. We'll blur out my face. You can leave the hair. How about that? No. No, you You got to get it all. No, you no? can't. You can't. We'll discuss. We will fight. Aww. We'll fight a post purged bird. So, dear listeners, welcome, welcome. We are in our own seclusion <laughs> and... We're wondering really what you think. I was thinking today, maybe we should do a Facebook Live later this week when oh God, everybody is shut in in their homes. And, oh, I saw you posted a quarantini. That's fantastic. Isn't it great? That's fantastic. Yeah, you mix it with emergency and a little vodka. So why not? I'm amazed two and great, delighted. Two great things because the vodka is going to kill the virus and the vitamin C is going to pump you up. I love it. Like, I love it. I mean, that's a it's a great idea. You'll make a martini out of anything. I will and enjoy and, it. And if you did it on the fly, it would have been a spontini quarantine. Oh, I love the spontini quarantinis. They're my yeah, favorites. That's that's good stuff. I mean, that's good. It really looked good, and it looked super healthy. Let's <laughs> let's be honest. It looked super healthy. I was just telling you before we started recording that New Jersey. Officials are considering a statewide curfew. And you said, go ahead, try to enforce that. Yes, an unenforceable curfew. <laughs> it's New Jersey. First of all, curfews are unenforceable anyway. But in New Jersey, it's like, come what are you going to do about it? I mean, come on. Nobody's going to listen to you. It's New Jersey. Home of, home of fuck you. I think it's more forget about it. That's right. Than all what of are you yes. going to do about it? Yes, all of yes. Yeah, so dear listeners, yeah. are you worried because it seems the rest of the world is. And I'm coming from a household where I have a physician who checks the waiting room from home every day and goes into work if there are more than X number, I don't know what number he has in his head, to help out the staff there. So my thought is, you're definitely bringing that shit back to our house. I don't have a decontamination tent outside our house for him to go through. This isn't Silkwood. There's no way he's making it. We're going to survive this. I mean, we'll all survive. Let's not be crazy. But uh, we're not going to go unscathed. Well, I think my recommendation, and again, I, there's a couple things that I wanted to say right out of the gate. In case it's not abundantly clear, for anyone who listens with any regularity, our last episode involved us beginning to talk about the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, the virus, right? We started to talk about it at the end of the show. And this was a full week before the show aired, which was still four days before any kind of national response. So we were way out in front of the dialogue. And you can hear it in our attitude 
And listening to that show now, it sounds like, what the hell were we thinking? But it's interesting. <laughs> well, it's interesting that it's a moment in time. And I've got some friends who were actually saying, I'm not a journaler. But they were saying, this is a wonderful moment in your lives for everyone to be journaling because you should capture. It's an important historic moment. You should be capturing your feelings. You should be journaling. So it was interesting from a time capsule standpoint where we were. Having said all that, and even knowing that now when we record, this won't drop for days. We don't really know what's going to... So we're at the beginnings of national emergency declared two days ago. Uh, Schools are all closing. Everyone is beginning on lockdown. The very start of massive social order changing in the United States in response to this pandemic has just begun. And these are our thoughts as of effectively not even day one. It's still over the weekend before the first truly affected work week. So we're really at the beginning. And everything that we say, you should, of course, treat this like we are your friends. We are not medical experts. No authority here. We have no authority. We have zero. We have zero insider knowledge. We have close friends who we love and trust. We have close family members who we love and trust. We have close neighbors who are authorities on this. And we may, from time to time, start spewing some shit that sounds legit. Check everything that you get from any source. Check what you get from legitimate newspaper sources. This is a time to double and triple check to follow your most internal gut instinct, if it tells you to stay the hell home, even though it's not logical, this is survival of yourself, protection of yourself, benefits everyone exponentially. So there is no overreaction. There's only an underreaction that matters. You can't die from overreacting to this. I am going to stop you right there. I have posted on my personal page the overreactions. I have posted the lack of um, stock in any store that I've been to in the last five days. The hoarding of toilet paper is an overreaction. And I don't Can we agree that. to no, that? No, okay. I meant overreaction in terms of, should I maybe not go to this thing? Should I maybe cancel my thing? Okay. In terms of interpersonal, events, interpersonal right, okay. reaction with other people, there is no better, better distanced then, you know, up close and personal. I was almost making a joke with my husband this morning. I said, I want to make a video. Will you help me with my video? And his first answer was why and no. And then I said, you're right. You have to say yes. And he says, who are you going to show it to? And I said, I don't know. And he says, then triple no. And the video is cute. I said, our lacrosse training has prepared us for this moment. We have three, we have had three lacrosse players in this house, just quick aside. So two of which are now defensive players. One who has always been attack offense, right? And one of the defensive players from time to time goes both ways. Okay, so we've got all the positions covered is what I'm trying to say. If you don't already know, there are two legitimate designated stick lengths in lacrosse, a really, really long one. It's called a deep hole for defense. It's double the length so that when you're in a defensive position, you have a longer pole so that if someone is coming at you too fast, it's not about your foot speed. It's about you can get to them quicker and keep them away further. It's you can do pokes, you can do lots of things versus the attack stick, which is half the length. And the lengths of these sticks are six feet and three feet. So I said, if you want to attack the virus, if you feel okay, get your midi stick. And if you want to be on defense, get a deep pole. And I thought we should walk around the neighborhood with the deep pole and with the midi stick and say, this is six, people this is six feet. Three. This is six feet from your little brother. This is six feet from your mailbox. box. This is six feet from the car door. This is six feet from the drive through because it's further and closer than you think in all cases. And I just thought it was cute. And he's like, yeah, no. And I'm too lazy to do it anyway. So there it is. I think your kids should do it and it's adorable. <laughs>
I think that's a because they're they're telling you three feet, six feet constantly. And so you yeah, sort of I don't think, know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So the toilet paper incidents. <laughs> I, I mean, I did read about some of this, and it's people's inability to control anything in this situation. Knowledge is power, and people don't have knowledge because it's not coming from one concentrated place of authority. There is no place like that. So. They're relying, we are relying on, I cannot look at you with that hair. It's so bad, you guys. And I keep making it bigger. I keep sticking my hands in my clown hair. You know, like those clown afros? It kind of, it's kind of as big as a clown afro. And it looks kind of like I've been electrocuted. It's not a good look. I'm totally posting that picture. You could do what you want with your face. You're mean. So it's the one thing you feel like you can control is going out and stocking your house or the bunker or whatever. Luckily, it's not a bunker situation. It's just a pantry situation. So I went out and I got a couple of boxes of devil dogs and I thought, this should do. And I saw crazy. I saw lines. I've walked into and out of stores that had lines that I was not willing to wait on. But I think the panic is both good and bad good that you're taking something seriously and you'll take care of yourself bad in that you are distancing yourself through fear and knowledge is power and fear is never making taking actions from a place of fear is not productive it's not helpful it's not good it's not they're not going to be good decisions um but the more education you have on a topic the better informed you are where are you getting your information amy I'm getting my information, I like to think, from triple fact-checked sources. So I tend to stick with things with a recognizable, long-standing, lauded, newsworthy name. So a major institution, which I presume and trust, has fact-checked it before they published it. And then I'll go and look around some more. I'm also accepting first-person anecdotal information when I can track it to the first person that, excuse me, the first person who I know. And it's not, and they're careful to say, this is a patient that I had. This is my sister. And you can look and see the last name is the last name of the same person who the one that you worked with for 16 years or whatever it happens to be. So, and I also acknowledge that stuff as anecdotal. I mean, no, there's a lot of stuff that logically makes sense. I've seen a lot of things going around about there's the bugs in the neck, right? They do this cross section of a head and they show the virus in your throat and tell you what you're supposed to do to get it out of your throat four days before and all this. And I'm like, I can't fact check that. And having said it, the advice is drink a little apple cider vinegar, gargle with salt water, drink extra water, and it's going to flush it out of your system and you'll be fine because it won't live in your neck or this or that or the other. And I'm like, okay, I don't know that that's true. It's also not disastrous advice for somebody to tell you to gargle with salt right. water. So I'm like, right. they're not okay. telling you to. They're not telling you to knife your neighbor. Thank you. Go and steal toilet paper from yes. every public facility. No, no. So this isn't horrible for everybody. There are businesses that are booming right. in this economy, right. in this social situation, and in, in what's going on now. Can you name one? I would guess Zoom would be the first one that I can think of, which is a teleconferencing software. I would guess Amazon would be another. Amazon is booming. All online. What's that? Instacart. All of those online. Send me. Ship it to. Don't let anyone touch me. Don't have to leave the house. All of those are booming. I was visited by the cake fairy last night, which was super awesome. So yeah, a friend of mine did did boredom baking all day. And Ugh. because she's also super healthy, she did boredom baking and then she didn't want to have the surplus in her house. So she packaged everything up and in the dead of night drove around and left porch cakes for everybody. So we were visited by the cake fairy. And we got chocolate cake. Porch cakes. Porch cakes. They're fan fucking time. It was delicious, of course. 
porch cake with a sounds note, like something. With a little note that said, uh, you know, just something to keep you guys smiling while you're shut in. La la, wow. Lily Lo. I, I love her. I know. I know. I know. Very so cool. So you got a porch cake, which is something that I would eat because it has cake in it. Um, <laughs> It's in the title. Made of cake. Yeah. But you also posted about a water cake, which is something that I don't feel that I would eat. Because it's really it's sad. But here, let me tell you about the water cake gang. So got water in it. Well, it's one of these another Italian things. Italians are famous for, uh, bitch gotta eat. So they're constantly making stuff that you can't really make. They make cakes with olive oil. It's like, why? Why would you? That's not a cake. Butter, 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 When you butter. ain't got no butter, you still need your cake on. So what you do with a water cake is when you're out of everything right? And you're never fundamentally out of fat. So you're always going to have oil. So this is an oil-based water cake. And it's basically water, flour, oil, and whatever flavorings you shit got. So sugar is all uh, sugar, 100% sugar. So it's a sweetened flour cake. And then you can use water if you don't have milk. If you don't have any eggs, forget about it. If you don't have any butter, it's okay. We're using the oil. If you are sad and you can't stand making this thing with just water, make it with some orange juice or some lemon juice or lemon rind or, you know, brighten it up a little bit. Put in some vanilla, all the things that you ha- You're going to have a lot of this stuff on hand anyway. You Italian, you're going to have fucking lemons, right? So there's something, but you may, you may run out of milk, y'all. So it's called a water cake and it doesn't look or feel as sad as it really is. It's desperation cake. It's when you got nothing left. You're never going to be out of flour. You're Italian. You're never going to be out of oil. Come on. So sugar, please. Who runs out of sugar? No one. Sugar is life. So if you have all these things in your house. (laughs) Sugar is life. Right. Right. We should have t-shirts that say that. It's indeed. What about video cam girls? That's a business that is fucking booming. What do you mean? Sexy girls? Sexy yeah. horsey dotes? <gasps> yeah. Oh my goodness. The exoporners. They're so happy. Those are girls who are making money. Oh. Pardon this pun, but hand over fist. Ew. I don't want a fist. <laughs> Ouch. No. Mm-mm. That's a mm-mm. They are making, their business is booming and they're not the only ones. There are a whole generation of kids and young adults on Twitch, which is a gaming oh, right. streaming service. So there's there's something. I, I can't explain it. I want so desperately to be in better touch with the generation that I birthed. <laughs> but once that cord was cut, no. lo- I lost my complete understanding of, fine, you want to play video games? I lost my understanding of watching other people play video games. Even today. Even my husband, even hundreds of thousands of people across the planet. Okay. So he's a massive Formula One racing fan. And I don't remember which one it was. Maybe the Australian Grand Prix or somebody's Grand Prix, which was scheduled to happen this weekend. You just sounded like my mom. Instead of saying Grand Prix, you said Grand Prix. Well, it is. That's sadly, (laughs) sadly how it is. So that was canceled. And instead of going dark as you would expect them to do, because we ain't going to race. What are you going to do? They hooked the drivers up to video game simulations in real time and let them race each other in video game simulations. They ran through entire heats so that they could do a, um, a practice laps. I'm trying to remember what the time trials, I forget what the specific name is. It's eluding me at the moment, which is amazing considering how many weeks of my life I'm steeped in this horse shit. But they did the whole, the whole three day time trials horse shit. Oh my God, girly, it's not even okay. So before they even get to the, and then they have the announcers doing live turn by turn commentary on of the, the simulation video game. The drivers were wearing helmets. 
Oh my god. They're sitting in seats with helmets on going a pause for buffering. Like what the fuck are you doing with your life? That's crazy. And I don't know what's worse. Everything that I've described or the fact that my husband tuned in and fucking watched it. So he's watching on what? TV? His telephone. But yeah, he could he could stream it directly to the TV if he wished. Yeah. Which is how we always watch it. You could, it uh, we always watches through whatever Formula One hookup. We've got, he's such a Formula One fan that he's connected in such a way that he watches the event stream live via, it's not YouTube by any stretch of the imagination, but pick, pick your pleasure. Something on that page where it gives you all the logos to pick from of which TV style you're going to watch. We have a service that brings us Formula One from wherever so it is. So is it part of your cable package or, or like this Twitch network, do you watch and, and then, the streamers get paid for what they do. I mean, yeah, I'm certain. I'm certain this it's a whole freestanding network, not unlike uh, Netflix, Hulu, BritBox. Yeah. So it's F1 for all the people that it wouldn't be broadcast in their country anyway. So I'm sure there's a subscription to be paid. If not, he probably has voluntarily paid for it just because he loves them. I mean, this is my husband, of course. Did you need twenty dollars? Here you go. So, no. Mm-mm. And and do I get a T-shirt yeah. from a whole family? Thank because you. I need some more the, T-shirts. Because he's the collector of T-shirts. Oh my God. He's my favorite for that reason. Because he and I are he's much more than I am, but he's quite similar. They're not uh, wearable T-shirts. At least in your case, they're cutesy, fun. You know, these are all logo branded to the item you're supporting and then on the back it says like staff or worse it'll have like more logos stop it i don't i don't yeah no i don't even like washing the car with that stuff stop it that's not the only thing that's wildly successful um all of your streaming services are getting used and abused used and abused and we've already paid for those so it kind of makes us feel better that we're not spending money on it but while you are looking for things to watch, I read a few articles that recommended that you watch light and fluffy things, that you watch happy things and not things like, oh, I don't know. Outbreak. Contagion. Yeah. Contagion. Yeah. Um, all, why Why are you doing that? Just put on the news if that's what you want to see. That is you, fine. We have a close friend. They had a kid-free moment in their house. And the husband's suggestion is, let's watch Contagion. It's like, what? No. What's wrong with Second. you? You're second guessing your friendship right now. Well, at this certain point, it's like we've got a kid free household. Let's do our taxes. Like, what are you thinking about? Right. Thank you. That for the makes face. no sense. Yes, that makes no sense. That's whatsoever. not the movie to watch. Okay. Um, we are doing our taxes this week, though. All right. So I saw Taylor Tomlinson. She did like her quarter quarter century quarter life, life crisis. Baby. That's it. She's hilarious. She was great. Mark Marin has a special out that was fantastic. That, I mean, he's more my generation, maybe a little older than I am, but he's he's more in the pocket. And watching Taylor, I thought, yeah, we would have been friends if if I were, you were, we were the same. But I think laughing about things kind of takes some air out of the panic, which is not completely well based panic. So, what have you watched? Did you finish Banshee? I did finish Banshee. It was not satisfying. It's totally worth it. I think season one is fine. I think very satisfying. I think season two (laughs) is okay. And then I think you should just go do something else. You invest a lot of extra time going, but are you gonna, and did you remember? And why is this? And okay, but can we get back to the, they just went, it was super not for me. And I kept with it for some 
false idea that it was magically going to shoehorn itself back around. And it didn't. It, it moves on a trajectory that got away from the reason that I guess interested me in the beginning. So if you watch it and you enjoy that trajectory, just know you're going to keep going in that direction. Have fun. It's not coming back. So you're warned. Yeah, it it had us very rewarding in at the get go. So it pulled us in, and I think we wanted to see those characters come full circle. And that it just it was a line, not a circle. They didn't um, resolve. They didn't resolve. They just yeah. It's it's as if, and I gotta believe this, not knowing anything about the show. I think they made some really questionable choices. Um, aside from that, I also don't think that they planned to end it when they did. I think they were cut off mid arc. For some, like, I don't watch The Magicians anymore. Similar thing. It's like, this is, I'm so done with this weird shit. And they were told mid-season, you ain't coming back and you ain't finishing the season. So they had to tie up a whole bunch of, like, you're just just cut. So I feel like it it smelled of a lot of that. Because it was sort of like, okay, I don't really know where this is. Oh, it's over? Okay. So we were talking, when you finish a series that has you in, 100% and you get to the end of a third, fourth, fifth season and you're done, you're not really ready to start something new. I'm not. I'm still in that relationship, bandaged business. And that's, I don't know. It wasn't like this one was super satisfying. It's almost worse when you watch something and you adore it and you just, you almost want to watch it again because you feel like you know exactly how great it's going to be and the high and all the rest of it. And I just want it to keep going. And I'm nervous about starting any new TV book music. You just don't want the new one coming because like, how can it live up? And you kind of so don't do want to do? cut off that high. I usually just space it out. I usually just wait. I deny myself. Oh, I, um, as a palate cleanser, will put on the West Wing again. You'll go because, back to the old favorites, the hit list. Yes, because I'm not sitting down to watch it, but it's on in the background as I do house things, child things. And you know I just I- have... I may have mentioned this before. That's my go-to move anyway, so I wouldn't think to do it as a palate cleanser. I I do that as a function of my life. I'll have an entire lineup of stuff that is really engaging to me that I've seen it so many times I could probably tell you exactly what the scene looks like with my eyes closed just from quoting where we are in the in the dialogue because I've inadvertently memorized it because I enjoy it, but it's not enough to of a focus puller to drag me away from what I'm required to be doing. So right. I have all of those and I use those on the reg. So in in many ways, they don't give me a palate cleanser because they're so familiar. Like it's not, that's like brushing your teeth. They're there for me every day. <laughs> I hope so. I hope, I hope they are there for you every day. Yeah. That's my hope. So are you, what's in your queue? What's next for you? I have so many things. That's the other problem. There's all the stress and pressure of things that are in the queue. Aim, you have so much time ahead of you. Guys, schools are canceled for two weeks, at least minimum two weeks. I don't have, I don't have this. I am, I am an anomaly. I'm nothing at all like the rest of the world. This is, I have the worst of all possible situations. The majority of my clients are many states away from me and I work remotely and my deadlines are in technology and content delivery. So Business as usual. If I'm not, my conferences are canceled. My in-person, you know, thousand people showing up, 500 people showing up, all that's canceled. But my life is exactly the same as it was yesterday, except I have three bodies at home who are bored out of their heads and looking for something to do with giant weaponized lacrosse sticks. I, I'm in trouble. I'm not on spring break. I'm not on snow Send day. cake. I'm Send not on, cake. yeah, yeah. I'm the cake fairy is only going to do so much for me. I'm not, I've got all these people 
up in my business while my business continues. So, so what can, I know you don't have any more in-person meetings. That's just dumb. So what, what can they do? What are you going to do with them? What are they capable of doing besides, because, all right, my kids are home for two weeks and I refuse to let them sit and YouTube for, I don't know, eight hours a day, which they could easily do. I don't know how to redirect. Well, I, this is, I, we were having an offline conversation about the strictness, strictness level of our parenting style and you and I differ, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm also not the person who, you know, I am lenient in lots of ways, but not all the ways. So, and I'm, and I don't feel like my leniency has to do with things that are important. So obviously there's maybe a bit of a disconnect there. However, I did see something that really resonated with me. I don't know. And I'll be curious based on who you are as a person, what your response will be. And it's from the American Psychology, Child Psychology Institute, one of these institutes organizations with psychology in the name. One would think they've spent some time thinking about this. Let's hear it. Their recommendation is, why don't you look at this time as instead of taking your fear and anxiety and stress of disruption of the norm and passing that on to your kids, why don't you look at this as an opportunity to do things in a way that you've never done them before. Why don't you turn this into the time that your children look back fondly and say, I remember that for two weeks we could have, you know, stay up around the clock. We could eat nothing but Twinkies and peanut butter, whatever the, you know, be wild in your own home, be free, be, be ridiculously creative and ruthless with your love and abandon. You know, it's not the end of days, but we're just going to have, it's going to make it the vacation to end all vacations. Just go with it, jump in, have some crazy fucking fun. How much learning are they really going to sacrifice in 11 days? I'm not saying that's your new forever. I'm just saying. I don't expect them to learn anything. I just don't want you to retard is what I don't want you to do. And yeah, I use that word because it means what it means. So what I want is for you to leave the house for at least an hour twice a day. I want you to, whether you're taking a dog down the block, I want air in your lungs that isn't from this house only. Um, I, I want you to move a little. The gyms are closed. So we have a park right up the street. It's a mile walk there. It's a mile walk around. But is that, that's the thing. Is your goal, it, it really, for me, comes down into two mental camps. There absolutely is a disruption of the routine. So the idea is let's create a brand new routine and adhere to it rigorously so that we can have something to cling to, or let's create, let's create a space in the, let's revel in the no routine routine. Like those are really the only choices that you have. Create an arbitrary routine so that there's something to cling on to or just fucking forget about it. And whatever happens each day is what happens. Well, you know me. I I desire, I require forced family fun. So at some point each day, we're going to watch a movie. We're going to play Sorry, which never ends well. But I do enjoy that game. We're going to play cards. We're going to do something as a group. Of course, my husband might not be here because he's... Out saving the world. Thanks. Out trying to make everything easier for those saving the world. Emergency room doctors are never get enough thanks in regular times. This is extraordinary. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. But it's like on the policy level. So whenever it's like, well, everybody should be testing. Oh, my God. Did you see Katie Porter? Do you know who that is? No. Katie Porter. Mm. Katie Porter is a representative in California. I don't oh, remember which district. Oh, she's that little spitfire bitch who told that man, you're going to give this shit for free, jackass. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes. She, yeah, her you, seat is threatened. Donate money to her campaign. I would move to California to be in her district. She is fantastic. Her seat is threatened. Send money to her campaign. 
I love her so much for saying, you know, you ask somebody, who is the guy she asked? The so, I feel like he was a representative of the CDC. Saying that you should be able to, you have the authority and the money to say all testing for mm-hmm. COVID-19 is covered, is free. Not having health insurance should never be a reason not to be tested for this and not to be identified as somebody who needs to be treated, whatever. And he said, uh, these are good questions. I'll think about them, which typically is a bullshit answer. Would be fine if you were content giving a bullshit answer. But she said, that's unacceptable. I emailed you these questions a week ago, I asked you. Last night, I told your staff that I would be asking this. She just grilled him so hard that he said, finally... Yes. Yeah, you get to say no here and own it, or you can do the right thing. Which do you choose? Because I'm not letting you get off with a maybe. So if anybody is listening in California, in her district, I beg of you, you have to vote this year. Tip out five and, bucks, yeah. And, and help her and support her. She is fantastic. Do you know who her law, do you know who her law school professor was? No. Elizabeth Warren was her well, law school that professor. That makes sense to me. That makes yeah. sense to me. I kind of want to tell Joe Biden to put her on his ticket. And that's, aw. Um, Amy just showed me she has a real-life action figure of Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> new in box. New in box. I've been a fan since way back. Um, so I think that that Joe should take and make her his running mate. And then we can all hashtag flip the ticket. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever you do. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. Yeah, so I thought she was fantastic. So the whole testing thing, and that's right, fine, make it legal, but then guess what? Make it moral, legal, mandatory if you don't have the tests. So that's what Stewart's going to work about. He has to. There are still people who are having other issues that go to the emergency department. There is still, life is still going on. I thought about that today when I was having back pain, and I thought, what if I can't move? And I need to go, oh, my God, I know what's going on at the emergency department. I don't want to go there. Like, that's not a place I want to be. That's exactly the situation that we're in. So I did something probably stupid yesterday with my free time. Uh, Well, I cleaned off the back porch, which needed to be cleaned off. I wanted to do it before I had travel in, in the previous weeks. It didn't get done. We live in a state that has rampant pollen. It's insane pollen. It coats everything green. And our back porch furniture, it's a covered screened in back porch. And the back porch furniture is white because we're very dumb. So (laughs) I was going to say very what? Okay. We had we had purchased green furniture before, but, you know, we man's got to do. So typically we cover it in the winter and then wait for everything to be coated in green until the green sort of stops. And then we decide, okay, we're just going to deal with it for the summer. But this winter was sort of mild enough that we didn't have to, we could still go out there a bit. We've got a fire out there and the rest of it, it's not been covered. So the white is starting to get just a little bit. And I thought this has got to be done rather than cover it with whatever funk has been on it for however long. I thought I need to vacuum all of these chairs and ottomans and stuff before I cover them up because covering it with the stuff, trapping it in there, thousand times worse. So I used for on and off for six and a half hours, a vacuum to vacuum and dust up and fluff up all of the pollen that existed out there and the bug and the schmug and the schmeg and the rest of it, you know, breathing. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I knew every time I do this in the past, we have surgical masks and gloves in our house. We always have for weird jobs like this. And when the flu season hit earlier this year, we went through our masks and I never bought any more because I'm not an insane person. And now when I normally would head over to Lowe's to just pick a few up. <laughs> so I did the whole thing with no, no masks, 
with no mask. And I didn't make my kids do it. Normally, normally they do it, but I didn't want anybody getting sick. So I was like, let's think about them. Last night, throat starts closing up. This morning, coughing a little bit, little drip, drip, starting to think about, okay, now what, now what, now what, now what? And it's that sort of thing where the ordinary response would be ignore it for a day or two, see if it gets, ignore for a day or two, see if it worsens or gets better. If it worsens, get it checked out because you sort of think you know what the cause is and go to the store, pick up a handful of things, maybe, you know, and now I'm thinking I'm not going to go to the store. Number one, the shelves are going to be bare for any kind of medication that I might need related to throat, you know, come on. What am I going to? Yeah. And I don't want to, you can hear it in my voice. It's tight. It's it's a little, you know, my throat, my voice is affected by this. It'll, I thought, oh, I'll go over to, this sounds so ridiculous. At the spa, they have, you don't even need to have a service. You can go in and use the steam room. I thought I'll go and take a steam. It's totally free. Just use it whenever you want to use it. I thought, oh, I'll go take a steam. Two things occurred to me. One, am I just spreading? If I have the super bug, am I now, you know, steaminating it to go all through the pores and kill everybody? Or have they shut that fucker down? So it's just your brain goes in all these strange places. And now I'm doing the thing where breathe in for and hold it for 10 seconds and see if you start coughing. Is that your is that your test to see if you need to go to the emergency room? And now you're going to die and you need a ventilator. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bitch, you just had pollen in every orifice and then you slept in it because you're too lazy to take a shower before you went to bed. I like the steaminating. Yeah, those steam rooms are infection building anyway. I definitely would not recommend doing that. But I would, I'm always one to wait another 24 hours. And then at the end of that, I'm like, mm, I'll give it another 24 hours because the word emergency is in emergency room oh, for a that's reason. that's never where I would head. For sure. I would never head to the emergency room straight. But, you know, I've got too much sense for that. Well, I know it sounds like I have none, but I do have too much. A lot of people are not in your camp of sense. They just, uh, yeah. So Stuart has a friend who shall remain aimless, who's also a, an emergency physician who does not want patients. He mm -hmm. just doesn't want patients there. So if somebody comes in with a cough and he said, all right, they well, turn right around, probably. it looks like you've had this cough for like weeks. How long have you had it? About four or five weeks. What brings you here today? Yeah. What has worsened <laughs> and made it and yeah. made it more acute that you are here visiting me today? Why not three weeks ago? Why not yesterday? It's because they had time. It's really an odd... Your own health is really an odd thing that people play with at times. And, and it's this is not understanding that there is something going on and it's not about you would be great. People panicking less. Our society has such a high level of anxiety to start with that adding this very real virus that will run its course, by the way, um, has just really exacerbated everybody's fears. It, it really... Prozac in the water right now would be a really good thing. I mean, I know we're laughing, but it's kind of like lithium water would be great. I think it is actually out there. It's really a thing. And I really think that if we could take the edge off as a society and and the anxiety, I have a girlfriend who's, who posted a schedule. She won't leave the house. She won't. And I get that. They're asking you now not to leave the house. Yay. But, you know, a friend in Oregon had to hit up the dispensary first, you know, before before being locked home with her children and the liquor stores here. Oh my God, I heard in Pennsylvania they've closed the liquor stores. You, Tuesday, yeah. they're closing on Tuesday. That's a, pan that's a pandemic. That's, that's, that's that what itself, I'm saying. That in itself is going to cause a riot. So some people it's toilet paper, others it's alcohol. What, Amy, could you 
if you found out they were limiting something, sure. one product, and and that was it for, I mean, infinite. Like, you don't know. Right now, they said it could be two weeks school's closed. It could be two months. It could be the rest of the year. What item would you fucking panic if you thought you could I don't know if this fits into your category, but 100% it's the internet. It's interaction in that way, the the wireless connectivity, because that controls everything. It controls my business. It controls our commerce as a family. It controls my entertainment, controls my sanity. It controls my life. Internet. That's what I told the lady at uh, Trader Joe's. She was panicked as she's packing people up and sending them out. I said, look, we still have Wi-Fi. I don't know what you're getting all upset about. You should yeah. see the panic when the Wi-Fi goes down. I am not set up to be off the grid. I am super not set up to be off the grid. I could 100% do it and I would thrive. There's there's not any level of worry or panic in my life that can't be resolved quickly, but the discomfort that it would cause through the roof. I don't, be a lot wi- of I don't wish it. I don't. It's like a diet. I don't wish it to the point where I remain obese because I don't want to do the things that I know I need to do. So what do you do? Crack out the transistor radio and you tune into an AM station. There's nothing on those. There's no, there's no content. There's nothing on those. There's nothing, even, even if there were, it wouldn't be of any value. Even the weather band would go down. That's the, that's the idea. If, if it goes away, it's because it's not there. So everything that we do is connected that way. But I think you were getting along the lines more of it's toothpaste or whatever it might be. It's a bottle of wine. Like I didn't actually stock up. Uh, here's we, we did. I did a stock up. I did two stock ups. We are a family. Our typical habit is to spend. It's mm, probably excessive to tell you what we physically spend on groceries in a week. We got five eaters in this house plus a dog. So in on the on the Monday of the week when everyone predicted that the world was going to shit. By Friday, we were at national emergency. On Monday, we were at nothing is happening. That's the that's the trajectory of that week. On Monday, I didn't have time to get to a supermarket. And so I physically carved out time on a Tuesday to make it happen. I felt it was that important to go. People were just beginning to say things like, toilet paper's getting scarce. Who needs toilet paper? Like it hadn't really clicked in. And we happened to be out of toilet paper at that point. It was, oh, we forgot to get it last time. Need it. So I bought one multi-pack of toilet paper. All the hand sanitizer was already gone. All the vitamin C was already gone. All of the throat organic healthy out medicine already gone. This was on Tuesday. So I I stocked up in the form of bought a thing of toilet paper. I bought a couple of extra bottles of Lysol because we were out as well. And I think I got frozen food. That was it. It's like the normal thing is to go to the market every three days, getting fresh food, getting this, getting the other. It's like, so the rest of this stuff. Yeah. So we're, we're either just going to stop eating fresh food or wow. Is that the big hardship that we're not eating fresh food? Honor sent me one of our listeners and friends sent me a, a graphic today that said Costco toilet paper. 30 rolls, 425 sheets per roll, 20, uh, 12,750 sheets per case, 20 sheets per shit, 637 and a half shits per case, 45.5 shits per day. 45? Wow. You can have from a case, right. So for a person that grabs four cases of toilet paper from Costco and has a family of four quarantined for the required 14-day Span, Mo- yeah. they would need to shit 182 times a day to use the purchased <laughs> amount of toilet paper <laughs> no. at 20 sheets per shit. So well, let's all 
Yeah. Relax. Well, that's where I was going. So even even the point with the wine and stuff, I bought two bottles of wine because they looked interesting and I knew we were going to be home and we were planning kind of a fun dinner for that Friday night. We had other plans and we canceled them. So I thought, all right, we'll have wine. I didn't stock up. I didn't go out and buy extra alcohol. We're going to run out of what we have. We're going to run out of everything that we have because in many ways it's normal week. We just happen to be homebound. That's how I'm treating it. And I'm also behaving as I wish everyone would behave. I'm behaving as if all five of us already have it. Let's behave as if okay. we already have it in the house. I wiped out. And so one of the other things I did on Saturday, which is probably why I'm feeling a little bit <laughs> today, I started yeah. the day. Well, I took all, I took that Lysol, Clorox, whichever product I bought, don't remember, and gel-based, whatever it was, and sprayed it as instructed, on every single exterior door handle, on every single bedroom handle, on every single bathroom handle, and every light switch in those rooms. And I and the kitchen as well, on the faucets. I sprayed it. I let it sit until it dried on there, which I'm thinking, I'm damaging everything in my house. All of these door handles are going to be ruined. But after it dried, I came back with my regular you know, soap and water solution in the spray bottle that we use for the counters anyway, and I wiped everything off again. So I feel like I disinfected everything, wiped everything, and it was the time of the week when we're doing sheets as it is. So all the sheets and blankets got a wash, all the door handles and everything else got a spray down. That's it. We're done. I thought of, you know, the only thing that really freaks me out are bugs. Like bed bugs, that whole thing freaked me out. Lice, that freaks me out, right? Those are things that really, really freak me out. Bugs in any form. Even even when the weather changes, I once had like an ant infest that, you know, you get one. There's no one ant at like two houses ago. There was like an ant, like once the weather got hot, all the ants started like pouring in the house and I shit my pants. Um, it was terrifying for me. I'm like, this is how we die. It's by ant. Um, that's a tough way to go. Even, even when like stink bugs come out, I'm annoyed by that. But here, everybody loves a ladybug, right? No, not when they come in hordes of ladybugs. (laughs) And they fucking fly. And then they take flight. You're like, oh, how pretty. And as you're looking at it, it takes flight and you eat it or it goes up. It flies at your head. It flies at your head. And for people who have this head of hair, and have a bug fly at you. You don't know. You don't know what's in there. You don't mm-hmm. know. I say who. I have washed my hair in the summer and found twigs. I have found I found things that I thought I lost. I found earring backings in my hair from, you know, the day before where I thought I lost an earring. And you don't know. And I tend to hold things in, in curly hair. I've when had you have- a pencil in there before that I didn't know that got lost. I've had three or four of the hair ties that have gotten lost in there. It's not jokes. These aren't jokes. These aren't jokes. I know, I know but I'm looking at you right now. I have had it. Why? I have had it. I, the other, well, you know that I snap hairbrushes regularly. So when I'm trying to brush my hair, I snapped another one this week. I had to specifically go to a hairbrush store to buy a new hairbrush because I was pulling it through my hair and the the head part of the brush went and it just dangled in my nest of hair, right? So we've got another friend who has this long, luxurious, silky Native American genetically modified hair. My mom's white. Bringing forth from her scalp. Right. She's She gets a nice tan in the, uh, in the summer months and switches demographics, right? She's super, super <laughs> silky, long, Navajo-esque hair, right? Okay. This crazy hair that she has, it has some sort of, 
I don't know, preternatural quality. She'll take it and she'll go, imagine if you take a piece of hair in your fingers and you rub your fingers together like you're trying to turn it into that pretzel bald knot. You go rub, 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 rub. And all the hair turns into like a tangled mess. She does that shit with her hair. And then she'll drop it on the counter and like some weird infomercial product. It'll go boink and it's back to straight. It, in it detangles its fucking self. If I did yeah. that shit, my fingers would become ensnared before I could drop it. It doesn't work. You'd lose a digit. In I there. would. You would absolutely lose a digit. Spiders it's got scary. nothing on me. It's a lot. So bugs. Bugs for me are are the way um, to terrify me. So I think a virus, you know, we're young enough. We can fight even if we get it. You said act like we do. So keep drinking fluids. You're right. Keep Keep going about your day-to-day life, washing your hands. Rest you a little do- bit extra. Take it a little bit easy. Stay away from other people and make them stay away from you. The worst thing to, to happen to me this week is I was out in public and people were still, even though I was like putting the elbow up, putting the foot up, like, hey, let's not, they would disregard and they would they would bypass my social distancing and come in Your for a three hug. foot radius. They would come in and kiss. They would come in and do the things where I'm like, but I'm even physically reminding you with the get the fuck off me. And they would say, like, ah, we don't need that. And I'm thinking, yeah, I do. What are you doing? Right, because you're going home to I don't know where you four are. other people. And, and you're bringing. Yeah. Oh, so. Turns out tough. that the kids aren't really getting as much as they're carrying. So they are carriers. Um, so I guess it is kind of important for all these schools to close and keep your kids home. Uh, they're not going to be happy when I pull out Sorry and I pull out Stratego that they've never played before. I don't know. They know you, though. They know they you. They, they've got you. They smell you coming. They know they're not going to get off with some kind of a, I, I mean, it's the same kind of thing when there's that old scientist tale where it's, you know, somebody drops a the entire gallon of milk on the kitchen floor. And the mother looks over and says, well, we don't get milk on the floor like this all that often. What experiments should we run? And he's like, and that's why I'm a scientist because she didn't immediately clean it up. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And I'm also like, it's fucking milk. You don't play in that shit. So it's- and it's sugar. It's sugar on the floor. And that's going to bring bugs. And that'll really upset Melissa. No bugs. <laughs> There's somewhere in between all of that crazy madness. Make it a time. It, it's going to be a time they remember anyway. So I don't think it's wrong. I, you always say forced family fun, like emphasis on the force. And the, my emphasis yes. is on the family fun. And I know it is with them too. So just because it's been planned and coordinated, that doesn't equate. I'm, you know, got you in a chokehold while we play. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, they're, you're going to be you're So I think that they like your, your overly intense self-imposed routines. That's just as helpful as because it's really crazy when it's the fifth Saturday in a row. Uh, there's nothing but Saturdays and people get smelly and video games are gross and it is difficult to self-regulate. It's also so the, the proclivity is either to overregulate or not regulate at all. And neither one of those is good. You got to find something in the middle. Yeah, I'm just really concerned about those those people that have that anxiety to start with, some of some of whom already have it for their health, which makes it so much worse. So my answer is don't return their texts. My answer is I am tech. To be honest, social distancing. Haven't I been doing that my whole life? Yeah, I feel, like just- I feel like you should be teaching a master class. Like you should be getting charged money for this. I feel like you're all catching on to my <laughs> <laughs> to my way of life. Yes, and I prefer it. I mean, I really do. I really prefer. You want to? I'll I'll have a little text exchange with you for a good twenty minutes. Giggle, tell you how much I love you, and that's that. I mean, that's. Have you seen this? Watch this. Ha ha ha. Um, and here's a funny gif I just found, and blah blah blah. 
really, there's there's no better way. My son and I started to bond with some extra time over a rapper that he listens to. Who? Lil Dicky. Wow. Do you know Lil Dicky? I, I don't think I would ever want to know someone named Lil Dicky. Well, wait, Dickie. it gets better. It gets better. He is a, a Jew who, wait, it gets better, who has an FXX show called Dave, which is his real name. Yeah, so he, I don't, I almost don't want to admit this to my son, but I love him. <laughs> I love this kid. I love this kid, and I love his show. And I guess I'm gonna. Ha- I mean, I'm stuck with him for weeks at home in lockdown, so I'm gonna have to share with him how much I enjoy <laughs> this oh guy. I mean, the way I loved the Beastie Boys, the way I love. Did what? you see? Well, I mean, you've seen the not new, yet. The new Disney Plus. It's not, not out. Yet. It's not out yet. Right. So, yeah. But the only reason all these things like Central Park, something else I want to see that's going right to Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, not, is it Disney Plus or Apple TV? It's going right to Apple TV because South by Southwest was shut down. And that's where all of these things. It's not just it's not just music anymore. They do all these screenings there. And because they're not being released, these shows, we get them on Apple on Apple Plus. So there's a lot that we're still going to be able to see soon. I'm waiting for the Beastie Boys. And dear listener. I'm going to tell you to check out Little Dicky. He's he's super funny. <laughs> I told you those. Um, I told you those video XXX streaming girls. Check out Little Dicky. They're making no, money. No, just FXX. That's like the FX channel. But there are a couple of shows I liked on there for a while that were totally inappropriate for my 16 and a half year old son. But as long as we don't watch it together, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to tell him what he can and can't watch. I, the kid watches fucking porn on his own. So uh, there's no way I'm dictating dictating what he can and cannot watch. <laughs> Sorry, what a, what I'm a world seven. We live in. What a world we live in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the world is, is nothing we can control anyway. So why put us in a house where we feel like we need to have control over things? Well, we're in such a strange place with our kid. You're You're almost there. I think mentally you're there, but you're almost there chronologically. My child is going away to college and matter of months now and thankfully we know which college that will be so my brother is furious by the way he's furious that what you're paying to send (laughs) your kid to college for an amazing program and everybody else is even kids who have free college tuition in parts of new york state or whatever pay more than what (laughs) than what you said you're paying well that's the thing i would he's, he's going to an incredibly prestigious school that is very well regarded for his program. He is not in the most incredibly prestigious part to get in. What he's in is something that is rigorous. And I mean, he's in the top 1% of all applicants for his program. So I'm not in any way underplaying the accomplishment that he alone has earned by all the efforts and then supported by the rest of us to get there. So this is the, to say all that. Having said that, the reason it's so competitive to get into this university is because it remains a top 10 best buy nationwide and far and away the number one best buy in terms, you know, in terms of the state. So it's this extraordinary applic- uh, quality of education that they either work really hard or by happenstance manage to keep really low. It's ridiculous the amount of money that you're comparative quality that you're getting, even other state schools. So the challenge becomes every state has a best buy school in some regard. Every region has a best buy school. University of Delaware, where I went, 
100 years ago, was the number one Best Buy school in the region. Now it's the number one party school. Hey, hey, ho! I had a party because it was such a great buy. Because it was such a great buy. And my hair was even bigger then. So I'm just trying to say these, these schools exist. And at the time, going to University of Delaware was less than my, at the time, high but modest private school education. I didn't go. Another friend in our group went to the Richie Rich private school in town, which is more than probably closer to triple what I paid for my high school. And the University of Delaware was still less than what I paid for my high school. So there are these state schools and there's just so many kids who are flooding into their shores trying to get them, which makes it ridiculous because they are that inexpensive because you want everybody to have opportunity. And instead, what happens is the opportunity goes to the the highest bidder, the top, the top, the top, the top. It's gotten right. so competitive. So it's crazy. It's crazy. So I don't know. Don't be jealous. Move to NC. Yeah. More, move to North Cacalac. We don't he do a lot of stuff great, but, you know, some of it. What? So March he Madness is canceled. Yeah, but March Madness is canceled. So and it's canceled in a way that I don't care about basket. If people even know what March Madness is, that's everybody knows what March Madness. Okay, is. well we do have some internationals, but the point is it's college basketball. That is, we do have actually quite a, a large number of folks around the globe. So university students play near professional level basketball and it's televised and treated as such. And in the middle of March, they do a tournament competition that they call March Madness with different levels. A sweet 16 means there's 16 teams that have made it that far. The final four on and on. All of it's been canceled. It's been canceled, canceled, canceled. Did you see where the Pelicans play? Zion Williamson said that he would play, he would pay all the salaries of everyone in the arena for the, the next thirty King, days at the Smoothie King Dome I for did. the next thirty I days. Did. How he's nineteen years old and he is he gets it. It's because he gets it. How does how do you raise a nineteen year old to get that to realize he has and all of these people who had these jobs no longer have an income and can't support their families and he is so giving and so amazing that he's paying their salaries for 30 days. Like, how, how do you raise a kid who gets that? I haven't shared that story. I haven't shared that. I, I want to put the emphasis where you're putting it. And I haven't shared that story because it makes me so frustrated when I see anybody step up in that way because I am so conflicted that he was required to step up. It's not his responsibility. I'm grateful it's happening, but I fixate, you know, Michael Jordan opening health clinics in North Carolina and footing the bill and everyone else who does this too. If I've even got the name wrong, there's so many that are doing it. So I just, I see this kind of stuff and I think, why aren't we providing? Why isn't this nation providing? Why does it have Anybody, to be? Anybody, the corporations, there's a lot and to that end. So how was he raised to be such a right-headed person. This is how yeah. we we are in this together. We help each other. That is what we're here on this planet to do. That's the bigger story. And to whom much He's has been mensch. given, right? Much is expected. And that comes in the form of, you know, natural born talent and opportunity and every other thing. You giving me Spider-Mans with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I live by that. And I wait for the day when I have some some power so I can have some of that nice responsibility to pay other people's salaries. But the other thing, yes. So all of this is when I see the good happening in the world, I, I get so excited. And all I was trying to point out is there are businesses now who are stepping up to the plate unaided. So It's beautiful. It's so, so Zoom beautiful. I could the one cry. That I mentioned, which I don't even really like. Zoom has already waived all of their teleconferencing fees for everybody, including K through 12 institutions. They're gifting their teleconferencing so that the teachers can connect with the kids and sign up and do that. It's a smart move and it's a good move. 
here locally, we have the electric company, we have the school system is keeping the cafeterias open and they're having food drop off places for food insecure kids who aren't going to school. They can still get two meals a day, breakfast and lunch. The power company is waiving all late fees and excuse me, not waiving all late fees. The power company is refusing shutoffs. The water company is refusing shutoffs. So if you were at risk of having your electricity or your water cut off because you can't pay the bill, they are and now you can't work. To they pay will the bill. not turn it off. They're leaving. They're, they're having all service continue are the same with internet and somebody is offering a, a spectrum which is the local time warner cable if you are a family that does not have internet and your kids are home out of school we're connecting you for free call us this number we'll get you set up so you know all these different places i've seen everything if you need if you're uh interested in alcoholics anonymous meetings ever before or it's your regular habit and you can't go here's how you do it online if you're i don't know everybody's doing it you would think that the pornos would give out free porn. Like everybody's giving out something for nice. They do give out. They're free so porn. sweet. Those whores with a heart of gold. So what you're saying is, give people the chance to rise to the occasion to give, and they will. Is that what you're saying? Because I, I wish in it was your what everyday I was life, <laughs> in your everyday life, that's just not what you see. Because you give people the opportunity to disappoint you, and they usually do. Is uh, is the normal thing? So no, in a crisis, no, no, no. Come but on. in a crisis, you can see more of give them the opportunity to rise to this occasion and they will. There's always an opportunity to rise to the occasion. And I firmly believe it happens in seen and unseen ways, not only more often than you think, I would say continuously. It is the operative mechanism in our entire global society. I, for, I absolutely know it. I don't just believe it. I know it intrinsically. I absolutely know it. Having said all that, I love that people who are not naturally inclined, who have a conflict of interest, who are in business and losing money hand over fist by giving away products for free. I live it. I know what it is to not have income and then still be expected to do the shit for free because it's the right thing. You know, it is. It's not. These are uncertain times and this is the job we've been called to do. I hate that shit. But guess what? I don't mind public shaming Duke Energy into giving everybody. I'm not going to shut you off. I don't have to be the Grim Reaper, too. Right. I'm going to waive right. these late fees. I've got I've got people who have canceled events that have paid me to promote them, that have paid me for stuff that's happening in the next you know month and a half that they've already been billed for for work that I can't possibly fulfill because their event doesn't exist. Now, am I supposed to for work that I've already done? So am I supposed to say, whoopsies, I've done that work, but I won't get paid for it in the same way that they're caterers who maybe ordered food that's going to spoil in the same way. I mean, at a certain point. Shit's got to go on the way it was. And sorry that this event that you, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't fall in a great place there because I'm also one of the people really getting hurt. I look, we have uh, several concert tickets for concerts that have been canceled. A massive grand opening was planned here in town for something we've been waiting for for a year and a half. A brand new facility, grand opening. Tony fucking Bennett, not here, canceled. And the, yeah. and so now the social pressure for thems that cans is to, not only just saying, mm, darn, sorry, we don't get to see you, but now they want you to gift your prepaid ticket to the venue. They want you to gift it back. That's the thing. So if you had tickets to Hamilton and you can't see Hamilton on Broadway, they want you to gift your tickets back to the struggling theater so that it doesn't close from being out and having its doors dark. And I'm kind of like, really? Well, there's a difference between gifting a ticket to Hamilton, which is... You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's the wrong right. example. Maybe the maybe to the little children's theater of Saskatchewan Eskis, right? In Saskatoon. That's for all one. of our Saskatoon listeners. Yes, in Saskatoon. All two of you. <laughs> all three of you. Right. And then we've got we've got well, a woman here who exists by Lisa. you know basically four things above busking. And her point is, 
I don't know what I'm going to do. I've, I've had a good run, but I don't have all my live events that were scheduled for the next two months have canceled. So I have zero income for the next two months. So yeah, it's great that her water's not going to get shut off and that her electric's not going to get shut off. Tell but her she could come and hang in my basement because that's yeah, what I do. That's where that's it gets how- confusing for me. And the, the confusing is the wrong word. She didn't go into the entertainment field thinking and planning that she could have her entire economic system collapse. Crash. People who go into the medical field, people who go into law enforcement, they have this idea that they are accepting unacceptable risk and they're called to do this work and they they choose every day to put the community instead of their own basic needs. I don't know how they do it. I'm so grateful they do it. I don't know why they do it, but they do it. That's not the choice you make when you a fucking singer, right? <laughs> so it's like, I don't know where I fall with that shit. So it's like, well, well I have an answer what? for her. I have an answer for her. I mean, I hate to go full circle, but she could set up a video camera in her room and become a cam girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, she could make some serious coins. I'm, I'm going to sell you the front of the voice, too. Ha ha. She could sing and strip on her cam girl side. Look at what's on top of my lungs. No, no. Yo, Amy. Yes, Miss. How much do you think peace of mind costs? Uh, I think it's a Visa commercial. It's priceless, or is that MasterCard? I think peace of mind is priceless. Priceless. I happen to know how much it costs. I don't know. And, I, and I'm going to tell you exactly dollar amount and how much peace of mind costs. Later so you, you, Jessica, John, everybody has mocked me for my uh, sustaining my vet's children's private school and soon to be college education. I, I got to and- stop you right there. I got to stop you right there. They have mocked you. I have cautionary tailed you. And when you won't be changed... <laughs> Then I get on your team. So I support you in this failed quest. Continue. Please. So I have one of my canines who three nights in a row oh, threw no, up no. in his crate. Aww. But he didn't throw up like dog food or bile. He threw up duty in his crate. So it smelled. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Horrible. How is, how is it possible to throw I don't know. up it was logs and matter? Yeah. Because so is he eating poop? Stop! So it comes out fully formed like a poop a doop. So that's the question. How the fuck three at three between three and four a.m. three days in a row? This dog right next to my you got a name shame this dog. <laughs> Give me the name. Frank, frankly, brilliant. Yes, threw frankly, up. Frankly, <laughs> frankly, vomited up shit. Three nights in a row. Three mornings in a row. Oh my so. God. I, I sent an email to my vet. I know you're busy. I'm not going to call you. I sent them an email because Stuart's like, yeah, I'm a little concerned now because... I, I got to stop you again. There's no way you're getting through this scot-free. I just got to... For, for the sake of the listeners, uh, friends, have you ever even conceived of the fact of having a direct email communication <laughs> with your fucking veterinarian? Thank you for returning to normalcy. Back to you, Missy. So I, I email the girls over at the vet and I say, it's an all women's practice. They had three female vets, two female vets and one a young woman recently vetted that they brought in um, and eight or nine vet techs that are all women. I love them all. Fantastic. They're the best. Fantastic. So, and that's probably why I have such close contact. So I email and I say, yo, his the dog's name is the subject. And I say, look. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to come shit to you. Logs. And that's, when, that's <laughs> exactly the kind of email you receive and you think to yourself, what 
choices have I made in my life <laughs> that I'm receiving emails from clients that say vomiting shit logs. Yes. So that's the, t- that's the email I sent. And I said, God, your job's disgusting. And then I thought, no, my life's disgusting. You didn't clean it up. You just got the email. So I, t- I emailed her and them and, and she wrote back right away and said, hi, Melissa. Um, I couldn't get your debit card number to work. <laughs> I've been running your card. Is the chip still Before viral? we continue. <laughs> Enter nine now. Exactly. So I said, um, she said, if it were just once, I would think, you know, that I said, if it were just once, I wouldn't have emailed you. We're up to our third day and who knows what's coming tomorrow. And I haven't really slept a full night in four days. How much poop can one dog vomit? A lot. Like enough. He's a big dog and it's, it's too much. How about that? How too about much. any? How about any? It's too much. <laughs> any, any vomiting poop is too much. So. There's so many directional challenges. The whole thing. Yeah. So she said, we, I think we'd like to see him. I said, I fucking bet you would. So <laughs> this is the dog that can't go in the car without flop drooling everywhere. Like foam comes out of his mouth and I, he sees the car and it starts dripping like a faucet and then foam. So I put him, I said, how about, I said to my husband, who's home? Why don't you take him? <laughs> because I, I can't look them straight in the eye with all of these dog complaints. Oh we God. both, we both went. So we took him in Stu's car because it's lower to the ground and to get him into my car would oh have been horrible God. anyway. Oh my God, my Lord. So we walk in and they have a new vet, the third vet, the third female vet sure. stopped showing up. Yeah, she just she, stopped showing up. She got up. tired of your dogs. Okay. Yes. She just didn't show up and they hired someone new and it's a man. So I was immediately like, you hired a what? <laughs> like I just Did he not pass the test? What's the, did he not pass the fem test? Is he is he legitimately a man? He's got He is legitimately Well, I don't know. I didn't check. No, he presents as a man. This is he someone who's he's man. not he's not in the process of doing something else because that's you're in the wrong place. You're in the lady's place. Does he not know? That's the name of the vet by the way. Lady place. Lady place. That's, that's featuring <laughs> And they're very Stool successful vomit. on camcorders and cam <laughs> webcams. Yeah, I just said camcorder. So I walk in and she's like, you're seeing the new vet. And I got a little nervous. I'm like, all right. He's a man. I'm like, he's a man. Okay, well, does he know? Are we okay? I walk in there. I loved him. I loved him. He has our sense of humor, okay. our dry, okay. weird sense of humor. And I absolutely loved him. He fits the practice perfectly. And he's... You know, when I take my kids to the doctor and everybody who goes to the pediatrician wants an antibiotic for whatever they're doing, or if they go to the ER, they want an antibiotic, just write me a script for something, stop talking. I don't want that. I want you to tell me I don't need it. That's all I want to be comforted. If I came to you, it's because I waited at least 48 hours, if not 72, and nothing cured itself up with my Tylenol Motrin, extra fluids, lots of soup, like the reason I'm here is because we've had a fever longer than we should, and I've done all the common sense things. Some people just want an antibiotic. I walk in, and what I want from my vet is not, here I wrote these three scripts for these three things. Try this. Try. I want you to do the least amount, there's like a phrase for that, least amount of intervention possible for the best result or the fastest result. Lowest so, common denominator isn't right, but that's sort of the other yeah, term the, that we would use. Yeah, right-ish. Right. So he basically <laughs> said, 
every night. What is he doing six hours before? I'm like going out. He's like, mm-hmm. do you have a lot of geese in your area? I'm like, right now I do. Do you have a lot of deer in your area? Right now I do. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this dog is eating all the shit he could find at the end of the day before he goes to bed and come 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, it's coming right back out the way it went in. And I'm just looking at him like, my dog eats shit. <laughs> that's I, the whole conversation. The whole conversation. I'm just, oh, wow. My doggy, that's what it's you're telling me. It's just a Netflix documentary that I don't want to see. You know, the whole thing. So I said, what's the answer? The nighttime walk? I have to leash walk him and not, not let him out there and just give him a yank and not let him just, you know, just that last pee or whatever he has at night has to be on a leash walk, which really is my big nightmare because I have back issues and to have to walk a dog every night is not, it's not on my plan. I fenced in this yard for a reason. So anyway, he basically gives me the least amount I have to do to get the best possible current result. And they were so great. I love them. And would it have happened? Like in my head, I'm the one who said leash walk. He didn't tell me to leash walk him. He said, could you feed him later? Everything, they were all behavioral things to do to change and get a better result. Result being sleep through the night. So, Or how about maybe not vomiting up other people's poop? I mean, that's a a good result is to not do that. That's actually optimal. That's, that's the way to go. That's, it's it's really <laughs> optimal please, please, as a stretch. Please. I would give that's kind of the baseline, honey. That's Preferred? really it's where we want to start. If this is the zenith, I fear for us more for than me. with the virus. <laughs> for me, it's optimal. No vomit shit. So I was so so I was like I'm, and then I sent Stuart out to the car with the dog because I don't ever want him to know how much anything costs ever. Right. As well, you not, should. Keep that, not lie my haircut. Go- Keep that lie going. Yeah. Yes. Not my haircut. Not the dog visits. Nothing. And it was his idea to go to the vet, by the way. Not mine. I'm like, nah, it'll work itself out. Self-inflicted <laughs> wound in that case. Right. So he leaves. And I want you to know, just for peace of mind, that vet visit was, and I got in the car. I'm like, Stu, it was under $60. That's like a free visit to us, right? It that's, is. That's, I mean, of course, they did Nothing. <laughs> no, they they, that's right. Other than other than stand and talk to us for, I mean, Stu left and I stayed another twenty minutes because they are delightful. We had a great conversation. Well, you paid they for might, an hour, so you might. They as might well. actually be new listeners after this. I don't know. They might, oh my god! Hi guys. Classic. <laughs> um, so, um, so just so you know, peace of mind costs fifty eight dollars. Mm-hmm. That's how much. In general, peace of mind costs fifty eight dollars. I'll keep a running total and see where. And I did go to the Amish market afterwards, and I picked up I picked up uh, half a I picked up six donuts that I dropped off at the vet for them. So it's really like uh, just me, yeah, just sounds, over sixty dollars. I was going to say it sounds to me like peace of mind is probably the cost of a half a dozen donuts. So. That's it. That's it. I just I just. Oh my God, I feel like I had a peace of mind after that. I, I only have a piece. Don't worry. I'm still missing the rest of my mind. But that piece solidified by somebody who said, no, you're fine. And I really think with this virus that's going around, people could use a peace of mind. So please send $58 to <laughs> Brilliant Observations. <laughs> um, and we will be, well, nice you could Venmo hook. us. Nice hook. Nice You hook. could Venmo us if you'd like. Um and we would be happy to tell you whatever it is you want to hear. That's, right. That's or- our new service that we're offering, Playcation, for just 60 bucks a pop. Well, it's interesting yeah. that you say that because there's all these articles going around. And this one in particular, I will definitely post. I'll probably pre-post it so I don't forget to. You'll find it in Brill, Ob's 
Pod Groupies, which is our private group under Brilliant Observations. Find Brilliant Observations on any social and you'll find that private group on Facebook. And I'll post the link to this article. It was the most helpful of any of them. It's a simulation for how social distancing can thwart the spread of the virus. But what was so soothing to me about it Not the fact that it was done with little dots, not the fact that you could look at different videos in real time and watch the dots get bigger and smaller. I love all that stuff. The most soothing piece is that it included the impact of people who have contracted the virus in whatever form and recovered from it and the immunity that they provided. Simply, they can't get it again. So their very presence in the society where the where the thing is spreading, it's almost like when these little dots of spread bounce against other people and you're infected, you're infected, you're infected, but you can't get infected. So it was sort of like they're these little bumper walls and seeing more and more and more of them develop simply by using the most valuable thing we have, time plus isolation, right? Yay. It was very reassuring. And it wasn't even $60. So I'll post it. But in case you need more. $60 send to, your checks to. Real, <laughs> send your checks to. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that would be great. Donuts help too, though. I mean, that graphic, I'm sure, is fantastic. Apple I love the idea. Apple cider vinegar donuts. Well, I don't think they're apple cider vinegar donuts. I think they're apple cider donuts. I actually got Boston cream donuts because that counts. They are- that counts because they're fantastic. Amazing. <laughs> They're amazing. They're too good for words. Yes. And I have I have bananas that are about to die, which means I'm going to make banana bread. So Chocolate chips. Yeah, and cocoa now. So it's chocolate, chocolate chip, mm-hmm. banana bread. Oh, I've had that before. It's so good. It's the, it's the good stuff. It's yummies. Um, yeah, so guys, don't panic. You still have us. We're actually talking about going online for a Facebook Live later this week. Woo! What are your thoughts on that? I love it. I think it's great. Definitely check in with us and let us know if you want to see Amy's hair this large um, on a Facebook Live. No, what, you nobody, tame it? nobody wants to see. It's not possible. But I can wrap it up. I can get some sort of a do rag or wrap it up, a hat. It, like I, get for, I can get Pharrell's hat and tuck it all up in the top of that big ten gallon nonsense that he wears. Something. I, w- I wouldn't pay fifty eight dollars to see that, but maybe a donut. I give you a donut. Nobody to see wants that. to see this hair. Nobody. Well, I'm posting it, so they're all going to see it. Um, because I love you. And dear listeners, we love you. Are we your best kept secret? We shouldn't be. You should spread it like coronavirus. Please tell your friends, share. When you, the only thing you could do is talk to your friends and text them now anyway. So it's not like seeing them. You're so excited. Yeah, what are you, you doing? About you're us. not at what? work. You're not watching your kids. There's nothing on TV because they canceled it all. What are you doing? <laughs> You know what? Go right now and post. Just post on your social media. Check out this podcast. And I really think we will all be gratified by it. And maybe I'll send you something. I have a little something. I got something. And I don't mean donuts or a cage full of dog vomit shit. I have have a couple of those brilliant observations bags left over. Yeah, I've got a few. You guys, they're so good. They do, and they roll up into nothing, and then they unroll to carry all of your wares. So, if you are spreading the word, and I'll know. Oh, I'll know. <laughs> if you are spreading the word and, and spreading us out there, I will, I've will. i got a little something for you. You just you just get in touch, and uh, we're here for you. Brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Let me know. We miss you guys. Bingo. Stay safe. Wash your fucking hands. Yeah. Wash your fucking hands. <laughs> Do that again. Yes, all the time. We can keep that all on right. loop. We love you guys. Bye.